0: How's going everybody and welcome to episode 181 of Master Garden Podcast. Now, this week's episode is going slightly off topic in some ways, but it's, uh, it, it's a kind of a thought that has entered my head over the last few days and it's kind of churning around a little bit. It's, things, it's something I've kind of spoken about before, but it was sort of brought to my mind this week for a couple of reasons. Number one, I got a, an email this week of a lovely listener who has been following for a good while. And she asked a question about a recommendation for a secretary, And it was along the lines of, you know, I want, I want to get a really good quality one that's going to last me a long time. And I had mentioned one previously on the podcast and she was just asking what that model was. And that question and the wording of it where, the listener was looking to get something that that was going to last a long time. At the time, that just seemed like something logical. Um, And then earlier in the week, I was at a trade show, a garden trade show in Germany. uh, I ended up traveling for 26 hours nonstop, which uh, wasn't the nicest thing, to be honest. But there was... I spoke about it after that after that same trade show last year, and how every stand at it, the, the theme or the the trend was all about was all about um, recycled plastics and eco friendly and all of that. And my thoughts at the, at the time last year were that like it was just everywhere, every single stand, every single supplier of every sort of product was trying to put that foot forward and to emphasise that, you know, these products are recycled and recyclable and the cards that they're on are made from recycled cardboard and the plastic is biodegradable and all this. And this, this was the big, big, big team from last year. And that team sort of followed a little bit this year, but it definitely wasn't anywhere near as pronounced. But the good are the sort of reputable companies. So I suppose the point I'm making is that a lot of companies clearly last year were were jumping on what they saw as a trend of the day being consumer sentiment towards environmentally friendly products. And they were jumping on that and putting their case forward for, you know, a plastic pot, I think I mentioned last year, that was made from 25% sort of 65 or 95% recycled products and they were recyclable, and all the rest of it. And I suppose that has prompted a conversation, a thought process in my head in relation to this and in relation to the question on tools. This year, as I said, that was way less pronounced and there was a lot less, I suppose, talk about that to the forefront of the stand. But the companies that are fully committed to it and who are not doing it from for the purpose of looking good or being on trend with, you know, that that sort of buzzword at the moment. The companies that are really good are going deeper with it. And I had an interesting conversation with with one company who are a hose manufacturer. They're an Italian company, probably the biggest hose manufacturer or one of the biggest hose manufacturers in the world. And when I say big, these guys are producing millions upon millions upon millions of linear meters of hoses of different types. And obviously it's a, it's a plastic product. It's a product that, you know, would, without a doubt, have, you know, have an impact on the environment. And so as a company, they are not just trying to put something front and center saying we're putting 25% recycled materials into this where, you know, we're doing great. No, they have a, a long-term commitment to be carbon neutral. Now, my thoughts on the whole carbon thing is that, you know, everything has been, in terms of the environmental impact, has been put forward as carbon, 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 carbon. That's all you hear everywhere. But I think there is actually way more, way more factors at play than just carbon that's the one that everyone talks about. Governments talk about it. You know, it's, as I say, what everyone is talking about. And as I say, in my opinion, I think carbon is in a small part of the overall the overall cycle and the overall problems that we have uh, from an environmental perspective worldwide. Uh, but given the fact that carbon is what you know, people are using as the, the yardstick and the measure, this company... Plans to be carbon neutral. Now, bearing in mind they're the biggest producer of a plastic product in the world, so it's not easy to become carbon neutral. Um, but their plan is to become carbon neutral, I think by 2030. But that's not what's what's interesting. What was really interesting to me, and this is where it ties back to the, the listener's question in relation to a secretary's, and this is something that I spoke about previously, even covering the episodes on Christmas gift for, for gardeners and so on. And I have been asked on a couple of occasions recently to cover episodes on gardening tools. You know, the good quality power tools and the best tools. And I find it a difficult episode to get my head around because tools are such a broad subject. You know, there's so many different types of tools, power tools, hand tools, so many different functions, so many different brands. And how do you go about saying this one is good and this one is bad? And I find it a difficult one for to cover and it's one that I'm regularly asked for so I'm I'm going to try and do it at some point but I do think it's a difficult one to cover given the sheer I suppose width of the topic potentially a very difficult one to cover but to tie this question listeners question in relation to a secateurs only and this company who are the biggest producer holds in the world together and this is I'll eventually get to my point. apologies and, um, but it is, it is all tied together, believe me. So they're using, as I said, they're trying to be carbon neutral, going to be carbon neutral by whatever the year was. I think it was 2030. So for a hose, a hose manufacturer, the biggest or one of the biggest in the world, that's, that's pretty, you know, it's a pretty big target, but interesting enough. And this is something that would really feed into what I have, what I think and what I've talked about several times on the podcast before. They use a, They use an assessment on their their hoses and it's called, it's short as LCA, it's a life cycle assessment. And the wording, you know, to describe the life cycle assessment is an analytical and certified method that examines the entire life cycle of a product from cradle to grave. And I think this is a really interesting way of looking at it. And as I say, it kind of backs up what I've said before and what I think personally on, on. When it comes to tools, not just garden tools, and in fact, not just tools, uh, consumer items. I think as a race, we're completely over-consuming almost in every aspect of our lives, and that needs to change. And I think that's a much bigger conversation than just talking about carbon. But to tie it back to this and to the listener's question, um, this company produce several hoses. Different types, different grades, different styles, different, you know, every every type of phrase that you could think of. But they did an assessment, and this has been over a few years, so this is not a short term in order to put up a banner at a show and, you know, fill the, the consumer demand for, to see this type of, you know, talk about carbon, carbon and recycled and all this. It's not for that reason. This is a genuine... genuine assessment of their products and they have a product that is made from 100 percent recycled materials it is reasonable quality hose but it's on the lower end in terms of quality they have quality ratings in terms of in terms of kink in terms of bar pressure and all of those and in terms of a quality scale it's on the lower end of their quality scale Actually, in terms of price, because of the the fact that it's fully recycled and there's processes that make it a little bit more expensive, it's not on the on the on the lower end of their their budget. It's sort of mid tier. But anyway, it's a twenty five meter garden hose carries a two year warranty, and it's on the in terms of quality by their quality standards is at the lower end of the quality standard. Then they have another twenty five meter garden hose. This one is on the mid tier. Of their quality scale, it's on the mid tier of their pricing scale, and it would be considered, a, you know, a good quality garden hose. Then they have a third one, which is a twenty five meter garden hose. Again, identical identical product. The this product is the top end. It's the highest quality, the highest you know doesn't kink, high bar pressure doesn't frail five five layers braided with with thread high end higher end product now there's several ways to look at this but from the point of view of the LCA the life cycle assessment the two year product the that product is 100% recycled so on the face of it you you're looking at that product you say it's 100 it's 100% recycled that's a great product for the environment you look at the mid tier one and you say you know, that's 50% or whatever the figure was. That's reasonably good for the for the environment. You look at the 30-year the product and that's almost, it's not fully, but it's almost completely, you know, virgin plastic. And it's, it's a, you know, on the face of it, it doesn't look like it's the most environmentally friendly product. But they've done this assessment over a long period of time. And what they've come up with based on this life cycle assessment is that over the lifetime of the two-year product, it's for and again this is just tying into the carbon, and again I don't feel the carbon is the only consideration when you're looking at these things. But it's it's just goes to show, I suppose, the thinking and why I feel that good products are the way to go all the time if you can afford it. So the two-year, the two-year, the hose with the two-year warranty. So it's a twenty-five-meter garden hose with a two-year warranty, and the CO2 released from that or the emissions from that over the life side of the product is 4 pint kilo 4.5 kilos per year of usage. And that's on the two-year product. And that's the product that you would look at and you would say, oh, that's very, you know, that's very eco-friendly because it's 100% recycled and so on. Then the 10-year product is a kilo of CO2 per year of usage. And then the 30 year one is 0.5 kilo per year of usage. And so when you're looking specifically at the carbon and released per annum, it's clear to see that the really good quality product it's guaranteed for 30 years, to be honest with you, it's probably going to last you in normal circumstances, it's going to last you longer than that. And hence your 0.5 kilo per year of carbon is going to reduce you even further. But the two year product, is not a good quality hose it's probably it could last more than the two years but it's definitely not going to last very long so that product is recycled recyclable all of that sort of stuff but the amount of energy it costs to put that on the shelf to fill the demand of it being 100% recycled it, the you know the environmental cost from a carbon perspective is way higher on that low on that lower quality product so, and that's something I've spoke about before, and this is where I'm tying it back to the listener's question. That listener could go out and buy, you know, you can go into your, your, your budget stores or your pound shops or whatever you want to call them, and you can buy a secretary for five euro, probably, um, possibly even less, I don't know. Um, really, really cheap. It has almost certainly travelled all the way around the world. Almost certainly... Or possibly produced in a factory with questionable ethics uh, and environmental ethics. It arrives to your garden, you use it, It is. it cannot be very very good quality. If you're doing some minor usage you might get you know a little bit of time over a couple of years out of it but it's not a long-term product so if you're going to be regularly using the years, that's going to be replaced again in a couple of years' time. The same process. If you're if you know if you're buying a similar one again, same process is coming halfway around the world. It's produced probably in questionable in in factories with questionable environmental uh, credentials, and it arrives in your garden again for another short period of use. And if you're looking at it from a cost perspective, you're going to buy these on a regular basis because they're not fit for any long-term usage but my recommendation and what I try to do if I'm ever buying a tool not just a gardening tool and even if I was buying clothing I would try as much as possible it's not always not always possible but you try to buy something that has a bit of longevity in it that okay it's possibly more expensive. And I know in some cases, people at certain times may not be able to go for the the top end item. And that's, you know, that's a 100% fine. That's, you know, people are in different situations all the time. But I would say that it's really important when we're looking at gardening tools. And yeah, I think I've decided now we're going to do an episode on this at some point. But when it comes to gardening tools, or any tools for that matter, or any Equipment or clothing or anything like that. It's important to go for the for the good quality, and to again relate it back to the secretaries. I personally have a Falcon number two. I got it when I was in college, so that's in the nineties. I have it has never been minded. uh, You know, I suppose never been pampered. I don't take off the blade every six months and clean it. In fact, I've probably done that twice. it has been sharpened maybe three or four times. But it's just a really good quality tool. I have it since the 90s. has got lots of use. Sometimes, some some years it got loads of use. Other times it mightn't get any. It has been left out in the rain on occasion. It has been left on the ground. It has been forgotten about, thrown into, into a drawer. It's been thrown into the back of a van at times. So it hasn't been pampered. And we're now in, in 2023... And that tool still functions 100% today. And the point I'm making is that if I was buying those other ones over that period of time on a regular basis because they don't last, then the environmental impact of that item, that cheaper, lesser quality item, is way, way, way more than that good quality one that I bought at that point in time. Now bearing in mind that the Falco number two has been not very well minded. Not not really it hasn't been, I suppose, blackguarded for a better word, but it hasn't been pampered or minded very well. And it's still functioning perfectly. And if I live to be a hundred years of age and I decide that somebody else should have that now, I could leave you know, you could give that to somebody. Start an garden journey, and that tool will continue on so over the lifetime of that tool it it really really from an environmental perspective, and I am talking you know because my thoughts are after that show that it's okay to put up these banners and everything, but really you need to and us as consumers' it's it's, it's really is up to us as we make choices to you know buy whatever it is that our choices are driven, or at least we're conscious when we're making those decisions of that type of, uh, you know, that type of thing in the background. Uh, as I say, I, mean, I understand it's not always budgets are not always available, or, you know, it may not be possible to go out and spend 50 or 60 euros on the secateurs. and And that's fine. But I think the aim should always be to get the best quality one that you have, and then to... I suppose get as long as you can out of it to mine it and to hopefully buy a good quality one that's going to last you as long as possible. And that is, you know, the, the LCA the life cycle assessment. I didn't, I had never heard of this on to, of this assessment until this week. But when you're talking about quality tools that last you, then your life cycle assessment and your environmental impact is substantially lower. As I said last year, there's also, you know, when it comes to things like plastic pots, it was the big buzz last year was 95% recycled, 100% 100 recycled, and, and all of this. But again, you know, something like plastic pots, I have plastic pots here, decorative pots. They're not the most attractive in the world, but they were good quality ones at the time. And they're here probably 20 years. Now, they may well or they should probably get a lick of paint now to to spruce them up again they do look a little bit yeah they're not pristine now Uh, and they they look like an old pot but they're still perfectly functional in terms of a pot so again a good quality one is lasting a lot longer than if you went in and you bought you know a really lower end one you would get a season out of it you go to pick it up at the end of the year to change your plants and piece would break off in your hand and that's the type of thing that I'm talking about and as I say I know it's a little bit of a maybe a strange topic for the for the episode but it's it's something that was kind of in my in my head since I went to that show earlier in the week Um, other than that it was interesting to see you know it is it is still very much a talk and and conversations are still very much along those lines of of um, you know the environmental impact but I do think from our perspective as gardeners whether it's a, you know a trowel a spade a wheelbarrow uh, wheelbarrow again is a really good example you know if you buy a really cheap and lower- end wheelbarrow again where it has come from is probably you know halfway around the world it probably has been produced in questionable uh, in a questionable factory from an environmental perspective but there's really really good quality ones. That are gonna last you for 20, 30, 40 years in a typical garden situation. And I think that's what we we all should be aiming for, if if we can. And I definitely think if if nothing else, we need to be conscious when we're making those decisions. Conscious that our choices are, you know, have those impacts. And I think, as I say, that, that assessment on the hose by by that company was really interesting. And it's independently assessed so it's not them coming up these figures to suit so it just goes to show that the, the you know the lower end product while it was 100% recycled and your perception looking at it on the shelf may be that that is you know a really eco-friendly product but it's probably not um, when you look at it over the life cycle it's it's very it's a very in the carbon model it's a very high carbon output per year of usage Another interesting one there was a certain product. It wasn't a very interesting product, um, but, again, it was playing to this recycled, recyclable um, type of team that's out there at the moment. And it was a product that was produced 100% from plastic bottles from the ocean. But it was an interesting one in a way because the product – was produced in the Far East. The bottles were shipped from Europe, so they were gathered from the oceans into Europe. They were shipped to the Far East. They were processed in the Far East, uh, and quite a lot of processing is needed to convert plastic bottles into, into uh, reusable material. They're processed over there. There's a new, product, a new product produced from it. Again, it was a low kind of a lower quality product, not something that's there for the long term. And that product then is predominantly shipped back, shipped back to, the, to Europe and to the US to be sold in you know hardware stores, garden chains and so on. And as I say, on the face of it, you look at it, it's produced from plastic bottles. This is really environmentally friendly. But when you think of the life cycle of the product to get it onto your shelf, there is nothing... Nothing environmentally friendly about that. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I think carbon is, in my opinion, a small part of the overall thing. Um, Habitat decline, um, other pollutions, all of those things are factors and big factors as well. Uh, Carbon just seems to be the one that everyone is talking about. But a big, big driver of it is human consumption and human consumption, consumption... without any mindfulness of what they're buying. And that's where, when it comes to gardening tools, and this is where I was delighted with that question from the listener this week, asking about a quality tool that would last them a long time. And I just think that's how we should all be viewing gardening tools or any other tools or any other purchases that we're doing. Uh, We should be looking longer term, better quality, and not better quality for prestige or anything like that. Better quality so that we have longevity in it and that the energy or the footprint of producing a product is made smaller by the fact that you're getting so much longer out of that product in terms of usage. And I think, as I say, I hadn't heard of the LCA or the Life Cycle Assessment up until now, and I think it's a really, really interesting thing. Um, I will, as I say, cover an episode on garden tools. I still can't really get my head around how I will do that because... You know, it's such such a broad thing, as I said earlier, between power tools and hand tools, and usage, and budgets, and models, and so on. It just really is such a broad, broad range and broad, broad topic. Um, I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I I will do it because I have been asked. You know, people asking about hedge trimmers and uh, lawnmowers and battery products, which I have covered before, obviously. Um, But asking about all those type of questions and recommendations on it, it's kind of hard to give recommendations because I use some tools, but I have no experience of the vast majority of the ones that are on the market. You know, I haven't used them. So I'm not going to say this model is great, that model is not, because I haven't used them. So there's no – I can't speak of that. So I suppose what I'm getting at is the only thing I can speak about that I feel strongly about is – Purchase really good quality or as good a quality as your budget allows at that time and then try and get longer out of it. And as a result, you're reducing you know, the, the carbon footprint of what you're buying. Um, as I say, this episode is different to what we've done. It's shorter than last week's. Last week's, I think, was up there with being one of the longest episodes, but it was really enjoyable with Garrett. Um, lots of great stuff in it. I know a lot of you guys loved it, and loved a lot of the a lot of little tips in it. I know people listened back a second time with notebooks in hand, so that was good to hear. Uh, And as I say, this week's is a lot shorter and definitely a different type of a topic. Next week's topic is um, what to sow in the month of July. We're starting to reduce what we can sow, but we'll go through the full list for July next week, and then the following week is a really interesting one again, and actually is sort of related to what we're talking about today in a, in a roundabout way and I'll explain more about that on the day. So yeah, the, that's, that's um, this week's, I suppose, rather different episode, but I think an important one just to, and it was something that was stuck in my mind since, since going to that trade show on, on Tuesday and following on from the listener's question. So it has been stuck in my mind and yeah, I think it's, I think it's something that's worth discussing, worth talking about. Uh, as always, if there's any topic that you'd like to see covered on the podcast, just shoot me an email. at info at mastermygarden.com. And, uh, yeah, keep telling your friends about it. We've had massive traction on the podcast over the last six months. Um, really delighted to have so many of you as listeners. And, yeah, let's keep it going. And uh, if there is anything you want me to cover, just let me know. So that's been this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, happy gardening.